There is a perfect example of motherhood out there. We've all felt its presence. It lingers in our social media feed, in the products we buy, the answers to the questions we research. Even though we know it's not real, we feel it spotlight what we could be doing better. Join two best friends as they step off the stage of motherhood and go behind the scenes with moms from different walks of life. The Mom Cult Podcast. Real moms, real talk, real tired. Welcome back to After the Episode with Jenny Black, and we will be discussing episode three with our lovely guest, Shannon Ware. Welcome back, Jenny. I'm so happy to be back, guys. Yes. Happy to have you. Time with you all is so important to me. Isn't it lovely? So I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this episode because it was such an emotional one, which uh, was heavy, but I, I loved it. I really love the concept of not really knowing what's going to come out because it just depends on how your day was, how your week was, and that is encompasses motherhood so well. I think that's one of the things I wanted with this podcast is just the the ups and downs that it's just it is what it is. Whenever you're talking to that mom, wherever they are, that day is hopefully what you're going to get. So I would love to know some of the things that stood out to you. (laughs) I can't can't even think about it without tearing up. Well, of course, Sarah opening up the episode. Oh, gosh. She purposely didn't tell me any. I did not know that was that story was coming. She hadn't told me. We, like, keep things from each other now to save. Yeah, save it. (laughs) Don't say anything. I'm not even going to text you. Yeah. So this is the recap of Parker getting into your medicine and like oh i mean i just could sob like just for you for me for all of us but when you said um he couldn't do that yesterday Mm -hmm. like holy shit like that is such a real thing there's no way you can prepare for what you had no idea they could do yesterday so joy actually shared this memory with me because that's exactly what happened when brandon was about parker's age and Avery was a newborn. And I thought Brandon was watching a movie with Avery. She thought Brandon was back with me. I was changing Avery's diaper. And he learned how to open the front door mm-hmm. that day in my parents' house and got out as a two-year-old in a diaper, walked down two blocks, got two blocks away while we were looking around the house for him because we did not know he could open right. the door. Like, that wasn't even... On the radar. On the radar. And... A woman riding a motorcycle down the road saw a toddler walking down the side of the road and picked him up and brought him door to door to say, is this your baby? Like, that's how far Mm -hmm. out Was he crying or was he, do you remember? No, he was on a great little, (laughs) it's like baby's day out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Love that house. (laughs) Look at their porch. (laughs) (laughs) I need to remind him of that. Just what a little adventure. I do feel like... That is something that I feel like didn't that type of pressure did not exist for our parents. And I'm so envious of of that. I feel like now there feels like there is this expectation to prevent your children from ever getting hurt or oh. ever doing anything bad. And I'm just like, this oh is impossible. Yes. It's impossible. Which I'm very rarely recommend parenting books. And this is the one I will recommend. It's by Wendy Mogul and it's called the blessing of a skinned knee oh yes yes it's a yes yeah i've been reading it that came up so many times when i was listening to this episode it's like how on earth can we get the word out that 
this is the only way resilience is built. Mm-hmm. Like your kids have to skin their knees and you have to have the experiences and the practice of watching them get hurt and realizing life's going to take care of them. They're going to heal. They're going to recover. And that's, I would say, a horrible, horrible thing about the information age is this new belief that we could learn enough and do enough and put in enough safety in our life that we will never hurt, that our kids will never hurt, that we will never be in pain. And it's one of the reasons we hand our kids phones and we think they're safer sitting on the couch on a phone than right. driving out in, you know, on the interstate or whatever. Right. So I, one of my sayings, one of my mantras is that you will not get out of this life without suffering. You will not get out of this life without suffering. But you absolutely can get out of this life without experiencing joy. Mm-hmm. You do have that choice. And if you spend your life trying to protect you and your child from suffering, you will never get to experience the joy. It's a terrible, terrible way to live. Yeah. So there's that. Good luck, everybody. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Jenny. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you guys next week. Um, I thought so. I'm not far enough into blessing of a or the blessing of a skin need to know truly what it's about. But because of the way it's phrased, I thought it was going to be like about blessing, like you bless someone. Blessing. Yeah. You've been the like blessing, blessing of the knee. You've yeah. been blessing Parker's yeah. wings. <laughs> yes, like that. In your prayers every so, night. So I'm glad to know it's not that. <laughs> oh, she is so brilliant. She's so brilliant. I need to read more. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) That's not intended to be that. Yeah, I know. No, I'm just listening. I've I've had that book for like six months and I've listened to like 10 pages. So, yeah, that's good. There you go. All right, I'll catch up. Okay. Shannon Ware talked about what being a mom does to your system and your body. And we kind of talked about that a little bit in episode two, just physically how your body is transformed. Mm -hmm. But it is so much bigger than that. And I don't feel like I've heard a lot about that. So when your body is just cellularly tuned in to your kids, where are they? How are they? What are they doing? Like, I've always got to consider, Shannon says that, my first line of defense. How is this going to affect the kids? But it's a physical experience. It's not just a mental or scheduling issue. And I feel like there's this complete union with your body and your children's body when you're pregnant and when you're they're infants and you're feeding them whatever and then there starts to be like where it's just this it's still so cellular like those are my cells that's my dna i'm checking on them if they're okay i'm okay and there's this like almost like a lot of episode three was talking about Do I need to hold on to myself, the sense of myself? Like, I want to make sure that I don't get swallowed up in just being a mom. And yet, your body doesn't have another experience. Your body's not like, I want to grow this baby, and I want to be the girl I was before I grew this baby. Your body's only growing this baby. Like, it's, it's in that one place. And I feel like for my, the arc of my parenting kids at home was this process of like surrendering to that like oh stop like stop trying to look or pull or be somewhere other than right here whatever here is and that here could be with your kids Mm -hmm. that here could be with your working on your job 
that here, like that's also part of the thing that deserves a lot of compassion and care and some serious boundaries is now our ability to both work when our Mm -hmm. kids are right there. Like that division of self is really, really taking its toll on us because what's possible because of technology does not mean it's possible for us, right? But getting back to my thought, I was just going to say how I had no idea. I haven't, I'm kind of the beginning of a a new generation of empty nesters. I'm like, the generation ahead of me is like five years older than me. Right, right. So I don't have a lot of people having these kinds of conversations about what I'm going through in my phase of parenting. And when my daughter left home, I could not get over like this whole time I thought empty nest was going to be about do I have an identity do I have a career do I have things that are going on in my life I was unprepared for let it go (laughs) surrender Um, yes so I had to back up a little bit I always worked the whole time that my kids were at home until my daughter started high school So I did kind of a very backwards thing, and I quit everything except for raising her her last four years at home. I made the decision that I'm going to be here, and I'm only going to be here. And when my daughter leaves home, I will have no regrets that I was spread a thousand different directions. And I will say, like, the very, like, moving her out and moving her on, it's like I gave her everything. Like, I... She doesn't have everything she needs because I gave her everything, but I have no regrets. Mm-hmm. I, I can say I did it. I did it. And the bummer <laughs> is that she truly became my best friend. And so I was tr- I was so unprepared that my empty nest would mean I was losing my best friend. Like she was my companion in everything. We did life together. She did online school. And so, so I had, it's like I kind of finally gave my heart to like fully surrender to like, hey, I'm going to stop fighting this. And she in particular is the one who felt a lot of my resentment. Like I was always resenting her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, this baby girl can't leave my home feeling resented. Like I want her to feel like she's, she has all of me and she can trust me completely. So in that process of surrender, I did. Like I gave her my heart and we became this really special little duo so losing her as a human in my life like I hadn't felt that way since moving away from my best friend in eighth grade yeah it's like not prepared for that but then the second part was my body could not regulate like I had this like this compass inside of me just kept spinning because it knew when I was with her and when I was tuned in with her I was doing what I was supposed to do Mm. I was doing what I was made to do I knew I was, this is it. This right. Is it. This is absolutely worth the most all of the effort. Whatever I'm, I'm missing in. out on right yeah. now, it doesn't matter. It's I'm here. It. And when she left, it was like, I could not. You couldn't land anywhere. I, my body could not land. And I was like, I don't really know what to do with this. And I think I've just gotten used to it. Like now I have the, all these choices, like endless choices every day. And I'm like, but what's the thing I'm supposed to do? Where when my kids were home, I always knew, well, talking to them, mm-hmm. well, helping them with mm-hmm. this, like it anchored me. And now it's like, do I work on the book? Do I work more? Do I, you know, do I see more clients? Do I right. head to my sister's house? I go to the like, Y? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can get any more fit, but I guess I'll keep trying. Yes. Upkeep? I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> How many more chicken breasts can I eat? <laughs> Meal prep? <laughs> it's bizarre. It is bizarre. But I did save this for the podcast because Ava and Penny had a sleepover at my house a couple weeks ago. And I was laying on the couch. And we were listening to some fun playlist. And I have one of Ava's favorite books at my house that she does mm-hmm. not have at her house. Yes. And just because everyone should know about this, she said it's her top three favorite books. Oh, dang. It's The Jolly Postman. So I highly recommend. She's never mentioned it. Probably because oh. I don't ever talk to her or ask her questions <laughs> about what she likes. But So she got the book and she was like, will you read it to me? I was laying on the couch and I was reading it to her. And I mean, my body completely, like, it's like, oh my God, it's, it's finally stopped. It's like, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. My body knows. Like, it wasn't even a logical thing. Like, I was just holding her, reading her the book, and then she fell asleep on me. And I was like, I don't want to move. I don't want to breathe because I have not felt this. Like, my body's like, yes, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. And that's just how could you ever know but like when you were saying how these are the precious times that you're in that's I think the one like when your body knows that you are where you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing like just freaking savor that moment it's so why is it so hard (laughs) um but you were really young when you had your kids Mm -hmm. do you remember feeling like because I've I was, you know, older, and I felt, or, you know, 35 when I had Parker, so I felt like the feeling that you're describing after, before I had him, that makes total sense that that will happen. You're saying you had that, like, your compass was looking for... Yeah. Like, just, I I, I mean, I say it, like, centered me, and I, or I just, yeah, I mean, not always, and, you know, there were moments, and I don't need to, you know, but, yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. I've definitely felt that from you ever since he was born. Yeah, for sure. I just am like uh, this sense of purpose. And I mean, I could spin a, a bunch of yarns about it, but that's yeah. the, the gist. And I, that it makes complete sense. So do you remember feeling like, I mean, you were in high school. Never. Right? Or not? No, I mean. We'll say the no, age, no, so I, I don't can, sound like you were I 12. can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I was 23 when I had my son. Yeah, okay. My first child. Yeah. But I do remember from the moment finding out I was pregnant, that feeling of, somehow landing in myself in a way that did not go away until my daughter left home. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I will say I did get to have that. I had that. Maybe maybe it is just a, it's always going to be moments and that we just need to accept that it's always going to be moments. It's not going to be a whole day ever. You're not going to feel... <laughs> not loving. That was a great, <laughs> great line. What did you say? I love him every day, not oh, the all sex day, in the every city day. Quote, yeah. I love him every day. <laughs> but, um, not every day. Right. Not all day. Not all day, not all day, day, not every, all day, day every, every day. day. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, this morning, you know, Penny will wake up early, and then she'll be up for about two hours before she takes a nap. And so I was just with her upstairs and about to take her back downstairs for a nap. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure some of it's tied into the fact that I don't plan on having any more kids. So knowing when you know, like, oh, this is... The last time I get to experience this age. In the first three months, she was so, so, so hard. But after that, she's been so delightful. 
And I mean, other than just, you know, not getting sleep and having blowout Her personality and is just so delightful. <laughs> yes. It's just such a delightful little human being. And I just laid down to put her down for her nap. And I just stared at her and was just sobbing. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. And just being like, this is just never going <laughs> to end. <laughs> this cycle of frustration and heartbreak and <laughs> complete love and just... I was um, on the phone with my son last night till, I don't know, 1130. And he was just talking to me all about um, reading The Power of Now, which is why I was referencing that earlier. And um, just just talking to me about learning how to be present and like asking me about when I'm present and teaching me about being present. And it was that same feeling. It's like, oh, you're 22 and you're this little man, boy man. And how does this keep being so precious, (laughs) so hard and so precious? Okay, so I've got this. (laughs) So I wish I had brought the book. I don't think I saved it. I think I, okay, but you know that song, but it's the I Hope You Dance song? Yeah. Yeah, we all know. So so my mother-in-law had bought Avery the book of the children's book of I Hope You Dance. Uh-huh. Got it. So picture book, and it's this mom with this daughter with every line of the song on a different page. I think I've seen that book. <laughs> I think I gave it I to you. I think I have it. <laughs> <laughs> I try tormenting you with the book. I appreciate it. So she basically, it shows the mom and the daughter doing something different on every page. So we were on vacation in Florida, and she was younger than Ava. Like, she might have been in first grade. And she said, hey, Mom, I need to talk to you about something. It's <laughs> like, okay. And she's like, i got to show you something. She took me outside, sat me down. This is like the sex talk that right. I had with her. <laughs> she sits me down, and she's like, I need to show you something. And she opens the book, not reading the words. She's like, see how that mom is is getting ice cream with her daughter? Sounds like something Ava would do. You never get ice cream with me. <laughs> and see here. And then I'm like, Let me turn the page. And, and then see. she turns the page, and then she's like, you see how the daughter's trying to show the mom the bug that she's seeing, and the mom is caring about the Intently. bug and looking at it? All focused. When I show you bugs, you never care. And took Uh-oh. me through the entire book showing me that this mom was doing what she needed her mom to do and I didn't do it. Shannon will like Shannon I will like that. Yeah. Was laughing so hard. And it was like and it was it's crazy because that's so true. Like back to the whole mm-hmm. from last time last episode. <laughs> yeah. Um she really was telling me what she needed and I was so I had Annoyed. so much going on. I was like, I'm sorry, you want some perfect mom that yeah. no one's going to be? Honey, the mom in this book isn't <laughs> real. <laughs> and anyway, that just made me, I was thinking about that because she was saying, you don't have Elsie right, for your daughter. Right, you don't have Elsie for a kid. I was kid. like, oh no. She yeah. points out all Avery definitely had a book of everything I needed to do that yeah. I wasn't. Yes, Ava's um, definitely gotten more vocal of our failings. 
But then I wanted you to know, so I was listening to the podcast with mom and dad while we were painting kitchen cabinets Aww, today. And so when when you were talking about the part of not loving every moment, that there are good moments, but it's so hard and it's so resentful and I don't want to do this or whatever, you would have thought mom was in the front row of the best <laughs> sermon ever. She's like, amen. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. That's my daughter. She's like, that's right. It was terrible. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> Okay, and then I'll say this second to last so we don't end on this note. Because obviously that episode started with... Something heavy. Sarah, you know, mm-hmm. talking Bringing about... Bringing it down. The, <laughs> that, and then ended with the whole miscarriage, miscarriage yeah. mm-hmm. discussion and conversation, which I'm so thankful y'all are talking more about and is getting more talked about mm-hmm. publicly. But it just struck me how traumatic motherhood is. And, and there was a lot of conversation just about privilege, the privileges that we have, mm-hmm. which should never be ignored and never taken for granted. And I, I think the trauma of motherhood has really been minimized. It's so normal. It's not- Because everyone's doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's not an unusual experience, but right. it is traumatizing. I mean, you live in this space where how many times a day are you saving someone's life? Like you're a first responder. Right. <laughs> 24-7. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And um, I think it's important to remember in this age of so much trauma and victimization of like we're all just being like onslaught with so much hard stuff right now. Everybody in their different ways. I think it's really important to remember that we are here. We are here. We are alive. And the fact that we are shows that our DNA has survived generations of trauma. Like we were made for this. However mm-hmm. hard it is, we were made for this. And it was kind of that whole idea. I can't remember which Shannon said it, but that whole idea of look what my body can do. I can do this. I can do this. Like, So just that this is incredibly traumatic. And if you're falling apart, it's because you've been through a lot of trauma. Right. And also, you were made for this. You are going like... You're going to be okay. Yeah. You are adapting and growing and getting stronger. Your heart is getting stronger. Your courage is getting stronger. Your resilience is getting stronger. Your mind is getting sharper. Like Mm -hmm. the things I can do now because I've been able to manage just raising kids Mm -hmm. is like it does real things out there. (laughs) Yeah. It's wild. (laughs) This has a real effect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can juggle a lot of things at one time. And sa- I can save your life and fix your goggles. And <laughs> I mean, goggles. It's like intense training every day. Right. Just waking up right. and yeah. really training hard for something. <laughs> You're training for something. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I can handle, like, when people say things to me that I used to spend my whole life avoiding someone ever, like, not liking me or being offended or being hurt or whatever. I, like, think of all the things my kids have said to my face. And I'm just like, I, like, you're the wicked witch. <laughs> and just like, Well, I you got, were, technically. <laughs> what I year of high school was that? My senior year. Senior year. She did. Um, she did good. Good job. <laughs> but just that, that, like, I can take it. I can kind of take whatever life has to throw at me. I've got this. Like, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So I think our kids, they were here to teach us 
And they're also here to bring out things in us that could never have no, existed never. without their Mm-mm. presence. And they're stronger and smarter than we are. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They break us. We're not going to break them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all I got for episode three. Oh, lovely, as always. Thank you. Thank you for gifting us with your time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so I'm, good. I'm feeling pretty um, inadequate and incompetent in all the new phases of Except my life. Except for I'm this in right podcast. Now. So anytime I can go back in time <laughs> right. and be like an expert about <laughs> yeah. what I've already lived through, it's a real treat for me. Thank you for joining us today, and I am looking at the beautiful, radiant faces of Joy <laughs> and Sarah. As I say to all of you, you are doing an amazing job. You are so beautiful, and you are exactly the kid that your mom needs. You don't need to ever worry about that again. You mean you're exactly the mom that your kid needs. What did I say? The, the kid, kid that, that your, your mom, mom needs. needs. <laughs>